Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Great. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. All right. How do you want to step on your toes today? <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> and uh, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing Spider-Man Homecoming. You, Brandon, do you know how hard it was for me to not call this uh, movie No Way Home? Uh, so hard. So hard. <laughs> yeah, 2017, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, but before we jump into that, of course, as we do always, we want to first say like, su- subscribe, and share our podcast. Thank you for uh, tuning in with us. Uh, but as we typically do, we want to discuss... Unless Brandon has movie news. I mean, there was quite a bit, but there's nothing on top of my head. Um, there's a few trailers that dropped. The new Supernatural uh, spinoff dropped. The Walker spinoff dropped. Um, there's a couple more. The Boys, the Boys 3, I think, uh, trailer dropped. Although I haven't seen that. I, I try to avoid it because I don't want... Uh, Spoilers. I know also Halloween uh, ends. Uh, they got a drop date for the trailer. So Drop date. And CW's canceling 90% of their shows. So. Like what? Most of the DC stuff is gone. Stargirl's still there. Flash is there for one more season. And I want to thank the Superman and Lois or whatever it's called. It's still there. That's that's it. Everything uh, else is gone. That's actually a good show. Uh, I enjoyed so far what I've seen of it. Um, let's see. Uh, what other movie news? Well, trailer-wise, I've seen the She-Hulk trailer. Uh, so that was finally released. Uh, did you see it? Have you watched it yet? Half and half. Yeah, so that tells me that you're not really feeling it. Now, I mean, I enjoyed seeing Tim Roth in the trailer. But everything else is, I don't know. I don't know really much about the She-Hulk character, so I, I can't really discuss on that. I just don't know what's going on with Hulk. I just don't know. Yeah, at this point, I, I'm confused, too, because at the end of one of those movies, uh, it, he's human again with a, his armor and sling. Yeah. Uh, and in this, uh, he uh, the armor and sling, I guess, could have been still from Endgame. Uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, what we watched? All right. So, I watched. Uh, I, I know. I sorry. I, I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, I watched uh, recently. Oh, I watched a movie called Alice, which is um, a 2022 uh, movie. It reminds me of Antebellum. But it's like Antebellum remix, but it doesn't mean it's good. I like Antebellum. Now let me let me start by saying that I actually like Antebellum. I know that some people didn't like Antebellum, the movie about uh, the black folks that were uh, kidnapped and brought into like a modern day slave type of place, uh, and it felt like it was. You know, in the, out of context, you think that that's the time frame, but then in the movie, it kind of reveals that they are actually in the modern day, but have been kidnapped. And I thought it was a good little take on uh, on that. Uh, so I liked it. This movie, 
Alice is sort of like that, but it just doesn't have the heart that Antebellum did. Um, but uh, I love for you to watch it. I love, I love to see your you hear your thoughts on it. What's it on? Uh, oh, I watch it on one of them apps that uh, is not technically legal. But uh, <laughs> leave it to me to ask. <laughs> leave it to me to ask. Spoilers. Spoilers. That's what I do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's snitch. That's gonna be your next shirt. Snitches. <laughs> That's what I am. No. Um, but uh, no. Uh, it, it's well. You can actually rent it on Amazon. So there you have it. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. All you had to say is, "Hey, you can watch it on Amazon if you rent it." You didn't have to go in. Yeah. I, I stole it. Uh, but, but I'm a very honest person, Brandon. Uh, but uh, also, uh, let's see what else. I watched last night. I watched on HBO Max. I watched Antlers. Um, the movie last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, it wasn't bad. I thought that it had great metaphors as far as for uh, uh, abuse, uh, child abuse, neglect, uh, and, and the creature wasn't bad because you know uh, Guillermo del Toro does his thing. But all in all, I felt the movie pretty boring. I just wasn't really. really yeah, I wasn't really blown I really away. Liked, I really Did you? Yeah, I, I saw it in theaters. I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it is what it is. We disagree sometimes, people. We disagree. But we can still be friends, right? Right. That's what it's we don't about. Have to, we don't have to cancel one another. Uh, well, there we go. <laughs> uh, chainsaw versus cancel is what you said one time. But anyway. Are you done? with you watching? You got more? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, I mentioned it last week. I can officially mention it now. I watched uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers on Disney+. Plus. I watched it prior to now. I was able to see it. Uh, Disney allowed me to see it. Um, I absolutely loved it. It's on there now. I watched a little bit of it today, and it just was, I'm just excited to watch more of it. So I want you, I want you to watch it. I want other people to watch it. Because it's it's gonna get ruined for you. People's gonna ruin that movie and some of the things you see in that movie. Because I heard of bad Sonic's in it. Dude, see you spoilers, Brandon. That's what you do. I said I heard. I didn't say it was true. I don't know it's true or not. I, I just heard. <laughs> but you, you <laughs> Brandon. That's what I he does. Something if you haven't seen it and you say I heard. But so, Brandon. Sometimes you, sometimes you'd be it's like, a rumor, it's a rumor. Do, do one of these people to be like, I heard Professor X is in the new, uh, you know. Well, everybody knew that. Watch the trailers. I, I didn't. I tried to watch. I tried not to watch it, but he was in the trailers. His voice was in the trailers. But, you know. Oh, I, once again, I tried not to watch it. What? So, what did you watch? <sighs> wow. <laughs> I've been watching the Sharknados and reviewing them on Anchor. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's... I really enjoy the first one. I, I will say that I think uh, it's a compelling story. I love... I really enjoy the first one. The sequel's not so much. Um, mm-hmm. The last one just jumped the shark in so many ways. But I will say this for it. They went to space. Sharks went to space. They did sharks. a better job. Yeah, sharks went to space. They did a better job in Sharknado 3 than F9 did going to space. Uh, that's what I'll say. At least they actually well, went on a spaceship. 
why, why, so why is it the thing where, especially like was in the 90s and 2000s, they were destined to take everybody to outer space. Uh, they wanted to take Jason to space, Leprechaun to space, Hellraiser, I'm pretty sure, with space. Uh, now the sharks from Sharknado is in space. Um, what's next? Uh, Michael in space? Freddy in space? Chucky in space? I can see that. I can literally see that happening. The way, uh, yeah, the way that series is going after uh, no. I didn't hate the I didn't hate the Chucky TV show. I just want to I want to say that I loved it. I thought it was excellent. But yeah, the film series you could see it going to space at some yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the the creative decision is going to space, taking beloved horror characters and putting them in space. I don't know what fascination that is. It doesn't work ever. Uh, but you know. For bad movies, it kind of works, I guess. Like I didn't hate Sharknado went to space. It's it, it it is what it is. It's a really bad movie. They go to space. They jump the shark, so to speak. <laughs> They're making fun of themselves, though. That's the difference. Fast Nine was not trying to make fun of itself. It was. Tr- I, I, I say that, but then again, I don't know. Maybe Vin Diesel <laughs> was trying to make fun of it, trying to destroy his own creature. I've totally forgot that Fast Nine went to space. To include that in the scope of films that literally go to outer space. Yes, Fast Nine, Tyrese, and Ludacris was in space. Uh, hey, but you notice, uh, though, what he does to his property, but he won't be in the scene that's jumping the shark, so to speak. He protects himself, but he doesn't have no protection of his own movies. I, I don't, he's. He's a bizarre dude. <laughs> I only I only acknowledge him as Groot at this point in history. But um, uh, uh, I think no, that's how most people feel. <laughs> anything else you watched? Nope. Nope. All right. So, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that those reviews for the Sharknado films that Brandon has watched for your viewing pleasure and his discussion is up on Anchor right now. Uh, Feel free to go there and listen to them. Also, we're everywhere. Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts, you can pretty much find us. Uh, but yeah, you should check out uh, Brandon's review. I also have a review of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the 2022 movie on there. Spoiler so, free. Spoiler free. That's not what I do. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, But uh, Brandon, let's roll into a little bit of movie uh, reviews and conversation. So we are t- discussing Spider-Man Homecoming, the 20, was it 2018, 2019? 2018. 2019? 17. 17. Ooh, geez, it's so far away. Oh, this movie. Uh, so I, I hadn't seen this movie in years, and uh, I just forgot how much I really absolutely enjoyed uh, this movie. Um, Starring Tom Holland once again as, as Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker balances his life as an ordinary high school student in Queens. Um, um, podcasting, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, and but uh, you know, as an ordinary high school student in Queens with superhero alter ego Spider Man and finds himself on the trail of a new menace prowling the skies of New York City 
starring uh, Tom Holland, who is excellent as uh, Spider-Man, in my opinion. Uh, Michael Keaton, who is great in this movie. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Marissa Tomei, who is, uh, you know, she's freaking Marissa Tomei. Uh, John Favreau, it's Happy Hogan again, and then we get Gwyneth Paltrow, Donald Glover, Zendaya, and Ned is Jacob Battalion, and then there's other people in this movie. I got a question. Yeah, Who did go Donald Glover play? He played um, Aaron Davis, who, if you watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, yeah, yeah, you watch that movie, his character was uh, the uncle of Miles Morales in that so the dude with the, the with the claws that you know, yeah, yeah. Was, I just, I that's just, who he is in this. But they obviously they didn't have him be that character. But that's what he said. My nephew, I got a nephew that lives in the, in the city. Uh, he's refer- referencing Miles Morales. So hmm. that's pretty awesome. So he kind of referenced uh, the yeah, the black fight. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, you got the numbers. I assume it'll be for Sony, though, not for Marvel. I don't know. Okay. I mean, this is it's it's kind, um, of, like, it's kind of a mess here. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I have a, I have something to say about that. So, well, well, give me the number. Well, let me say what I was going to say, and then we can get the number. To, if you feel like it, or not, we can just keep keep rolling. Um, I feel that Sony is relying heavily on Marvel in order. To continue these movies because when they don't have Marvel in them, the movies seem like they're really bad. The case in point is Venom, which all right, Venom wasn't Venom. The first one wasn't bad, wasn't as bad, but in my opinion, but the second one, uh, Carnage or whatever that one, I, I didn't like that. I haven't seen uh, Morbius, but I heard bad things. It's it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and is there any other ones? Uh, that I'm... Uh, yeah, there's more coming. There's one coming next year. Uh, uh, I know this is from Bill Dozer Experience. I know I'm the minority here, but this movie, it just wasn't that good. I wasn't a fan. Oh, interesting. I wonder what, what you didn't like about it, Bill. Uh, could you please let us know? Um, we, we welcome anybody's thoughts and opinions on this film. Um, so, uh, but what were you saying, Brent? Um, I, yeah, there was a, there's like another one. It's like um, I don't know. It's not Gwen Spider or anything like that, but it's 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 a female spider. Spider Gwen. Is it Spider Gwen that's coming? Spider Gwen. Yeah. I mean, you would think they would introduce her character, and I mean, I know they have in the Andrew Garfield's character films. They haven't done it with Venom or. Carnage or <laughs> Morbius, um, but I don't know. Maybe I, think, I don't know what's going on with Sony. To be honest, <laughs> just I just don't I, know. <laughs> I think that though, post No Way Home, I think uh, now Sony can stand on their own legs with the Spidey stuff. Uh, yeah. If they need to, they can definitely do it. They don't need to rely on Marvel because they introduced that there is a whole other universe of different characters that could have crept in. And they could keep it going with that, uh, you know. So I think that that's a good, good thing. Uh, but I do th- think that only time Sony shines is when Marvel is is it, when they're covered in Marvel, you know. 
I mean, this is monkey. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we disagree on the, the Venom. Like, I mean, I like the first one, but I like the sequel a little bit better. Um, maybe it's because of Woody. Uh, although his character wasn't fully developed, I would say. Uh, he just he didn't get enough screen time. But for a 90-minute movie, fast-paced, I thought it was decent. I mean, I, that's what I would say about the Venom films. They're decent. Morbius was not. It just, I, God, I wanted to leave. <laughs> wow. But it wasn't because of Jared Leto, surprisingly. He, I thought he was good in the movie. It's just everyone else was bad, you know, and, and the story wasn't all that good. It's just, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know really know what more what uh, Sony is doing with their Spider-Verse. I feel at this point you really have to bring back Toby and Andrew Garfield mm. at this point. You can't just tease it. You have to actually bring them back. You got well, you got to do Amazing Spider-Man three. You got to do Spider-Man four at this point. I, yeah, but they got to do them in their separate universes, and I yeah. think they still work now. Uh, like, I mean, I would love to see that. Um, now let's talk about. Uh, we didn't get into numbers, but only if you want to. Do you want to or no? I'll be quick about it. Okay. It got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Metacritic gives it a 73%. 82% like it on Google. It's got a 92% of Rotten Tomatoes with an 87% audience score. So it is okay. certified fresh. Uh, I want to talk about, so this movie picks up uh, post uh, Avengers uh, movie, the first Avengers film, with uh, Michael Keaton's character of Adrian Toomes. Uh part of the cleanup crew that that is uh, pretty much uh, t- cleaning up the alien tech and everything uh, in the city. But they lost that. <laughs> Once again, as we stated, this little thin red line of it's always Iron Man's fault. So <laughs> they lost the uh, contract to clean up this, 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 this city and this job. And they weren't in this at this time villainous. Um, yeah. But he lost his contract because Iron Man sent people in to secure it. Um, yeah. I got the name still on my shirt from the conference I went to. I just realized that. Um, so <laughs> people don't need to know my business. No. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think that uh, you talk about I love the origin stories of villains that are forced to become villains. And I think that Michael Keaton plays this role perfectly. Um, I just, I just love, I love his energy in this film. Like, you know, it just maybe got me like hyped to see uh, Michael Keaton. I think he's a better villain than he is a good guy. If you've seen some of his villainy roles, uh, he's superb. He's, he's he's, He's at the top of his game when he's playing a villain. Who who else was what what else was he in where he's a villain? I can't think of one. Other than Beetlejuice, technically. You uh, know. Desperate Measures, he plays uh, a killer. Oh. Land Shark review next week. No. What is Land Shark? Is that like a real thing? Yeah, it's uh it's you can rent it on Amazon Prime. I'm good. I added it to my list to eventually watch. <laughs> because I'm a shark guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, but what were you saying? 
I just uh, yeah, uh, Desperate Measures. He plays a villain. He did a he played a bad guy in um what he did a movie with Brandon Fraser. He's a he's a villain in that. Uh, I'm trying to think. The last uh, the protege. He's kind of a villain. Asian horror. I like Asian horror. Uh, suspic- uh specifically, uh, Korean horror is my favorite uh market for Asian horror. Uh, like um. Uh, let's see. The Eye was great. Uh, I don't consider Parasite horror. It has horror elements in it, but it's not really horror. Uh, of course, Train to Busan uh, is probably the best best one. Uh, but uh, Landshark, you might say that it's Asian horror. I'm not sure. Uh, is it? Is it Asian horror? You're a shark guy, Brandon, you know? I mean, I don't think so. But I could be wrong. I checked out the trailer a few days ago, but I didn't. I didn't think it was Asian horror, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Or maybe I, I looked know. at the wrong trailer. <laughs> but so I love uh, what do you think about the beginning of this movie with with uh, in regards to Peter Parker, uh, well, Tom Holland and uh, his little blog of uh, going to fight the Avengers and everything. What do you think about that? Like that perspective of it? I liked it. I liked that perspective. I mean, I liked how he videos everything. And at the time the Civil War was happening, I didn't realize he was videoing, which, you know, who did? But <laughs> I love that, that he's just, he's just a kid. He's like a kid in a candy store. He's meeting the Avengers. He's fighting the Avengers. He, he thinks it's it's, probably, it's just really a, like a gag to him, like they're not really fighting. He didn't know how serious the situation was. Mm-hmm. You could tell that, and he just he's just happy to be there, and I love that. Yeah, so uh, he's just genuinely he's just happy to be there. I noticed that Tony Stark says to him at one point in this movie, he says because he says, "Well, I fought I fought Captain America, uh, or beat Captain America, or something like that." He says, "If Cap wanted to beat you, he would have." Yeah, like like, and and this and this is even when they're still kind of beefing one another, but at least Tony Stark has enough sense to know that yeah if Captain America wanted to beat you you would have been you would have been beat. Yeah. So uh let's see. Uh meeting was a bad guy and much ado about uh meeting was he means he means Keaton. Oh, okay. Okay. And much ado about nothing. Oh Keaton, okay. Yeah I don't know man. Uh, I've never seen that one actually. Um I think about uh Johnny Dangerously, I think about multiplicity. Uh, I think even in Batman, in the first Batman, when he says, "You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts." Yeah, you know, just seeing that kind of like energy that he had, yeah. uh, like it, it seemed kind of scary, like the way he gave that, like said that line. But um, I, I just like I've always been like a mark for uh, for Keaton, so I like Michael Keaton. I, I, I like Mike Keaton. I kind of compare him a lot to Bruce Willis, uh, in the sense of they both had hot careers at first, but I think Keaton's cooled off sooner than Bruce's. But longevity wise, but longevity wise, Keaton has more more longevity. Uh, well, 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 let's say this because Bruce Bruce has no choice because he has a sickness and illness. He, if he didn't, I assume he would have kept going, but. You know, yeah, he's making these bad movies. Keaton got a resurgence with Birdman, and he, he does top quality work now. So I would put Keaton over Bruce. 
Bruce was phenomenal in the eighties and nineties and early mid two thousands, but he kind of fell off. And I don't know if it was all because of the illness. I mean, I don't know why he started taking those type of roles, but I know why he was doing it at the end, but uh, it's sad regardless. I mean, but I would say Michael Keaton is the overall better career. One of my favorite Michael Keaton movies. Uh, if, if you all haven't watched it, um, I would recommend you watch it. It's called My Life, oh. starring Michael Keaton. Uh, he's a, huh? I thought you were going to go Dream Team. No, I like that one too. Uh, but no, My Life, uh, that's, a, that's also a good one. Christopher Lloyd in it. But, yeah. uh, uh, but no, My Life, he's a, he's a dad. He's an expected dad. Like his wife is pregnant. But at the same time, he finds out his wife's pregnant. He also finds out that he has terminal, terminal cancer. And he's not supposed to live, uh, you know, to see the, his child born. So he starts recording uh, videos of himself trying to teach his kids life lessons. Um, it's such a great, great, uh, great film. Uh, actually, every time I watch it, I cry. Uh, like, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that I, you know, I, I cry. But yeah, uh, it's such a great movie. I recommend, I recommend everyone watch that movie. Uh, My life. Michael Keaton. He also showed me that he has really great acting chops uh, in that movie because he had a he had to go to a really vulnerable place in that film. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one of my favorites is actually a family film he did. Uh, I want to say the nineties, uh, Jack Frost. You know, uh, I, I love that movie, and I didn't. And when I first watched it, I thought it was the horror film. About the killer coming back as a as a snowman, I, I didn't yeah, realize. Same, same title. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a different Jack Frost. I was like, I don't know if I really want to watch this. Then I, there was a heartwarming story, and I was like, Yeah, this is much better <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's one of my favorites. But I'm, I, I'm, I don't, I don't know what. I guess Beetlejuice is probably what I really think of. But I, I did. Uh, I oh, Mr. Mom's another one that I really liked him in. Um, but like he's had a great career, and I'm glad he got a resurgence. And I look forward if it does in fact come out. I look forward to the Flash. So let me ask you. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen Morbius, but I know that he's in it because of the trailer. Mm-hmm. How is he in the movie? It's a cameo. It's like it's just a cameo. One of the end credit scenes. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, I didn't get it when I watched it, but now looking back at No Way Home, I understand why he's in the movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, I like I like Keegan Man, uh, but let's talk about a little bit more of this film. Uh, so we have Spidey uh, now trying to just police the city essentially. Uh, and then that's when he stumbles on this uh, alien tech where Adrian uh, Toombs and his crew has gotten out to like common criminals, which is a horrible idea to have this technology in the hands of just regular people. It's a ter- terrible idea. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's oh my goodness. It's entertaining. Uh, it's entertaining. It is very much so. But yeah, it's just like. Like, but you know, it just like changes the way that they can like steal. <laughs> Those dresses, the Avengers. I thought that was a really great little, little in in camera gag. Uh, 
I guess. Uh, but what was your thoughts on uh, just Michael Caden's uh, motivation to be this good? Motivation. And here's where I'm probably going to get, I ain't going to say bashed, or I think a lot of people would disagree with me on this. I don't view him as a real villain. Like, he's really doing this to provide for his family. He really is. I, that's how I take it. That's how I t- took the turn. It's like he's got to do what he's got to do for his family. And and he will kill Peter Parker if he has to for his family. <laughs> but he's he, he gives Peter Parker chances just to walk away, and he just will not walk away. And, of course, Peter Parker's not going to walk away. But I really like his character. And I, I understood his motivation, and, you know, Overall, I feel like he is a good guy. He's just he's being corrupted by things he can't control. You know, like if he yeah. doesn't do this, as he said, he's going to be fighting for scraps. You know, and he said that in the very beginning when he was talking to the the, the female that came in and shut him down. It's like I'll be, we'll be fighting for scraps, and you know, we need this job. I, I've paid for the trucks. I this is a new crew. So I, I totally get like it's a dog eat dog world, and he's gonna do whatever he's got to do to s- support his family. That's that's how I took it. Uh, so I don't view him as a traditional villain. But I want to talk about this too. Like he could have took it a different place, and when it when at Iron Man, uh, because it, I think he does blame Iron Man. Uh, Everybody blames Iron Man for something. Yeah. <laughs> But but Iron Man, like, like literally, if Iron Man had not have confiscated this 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 alien tech, I, I think Iron Man's idea was taking t- getting out of the hands of people that can just potentially utilize it, right? Uh, but um, but by doing so, it took away these jobs from this these guys, these people that were forced to turn to criminal activity in order to live um and so yeah i mean yeah you're right his motivation um but like but don't that make you just like where you rooting against the villain but also you're not you also like like the villain because that's how i felt watching michael keaton in this film yeah i i wasn't rooting against peter by any means but i was it's like i was like don't kill this guy (laughs) Whatever you do, don't kill him. And because um, that's what I was scared of when I first watched it. It's like, oh God, they're gonna kill Michael Keaton at the end of this movie. And he's so good in this role. And you you totally feel everything he's going through. You know, you you understand why he's doing what he's doing. So you're like, man, don't kill him. You know. Uh I was kind of hoping, and this is maybe the Michael Keaton fan in me, that he would uh get to walk away at the end, you know. Somehow you set things right and you walk away at the end. Didn't yeah. really work out like that, really. But he I mean, he does get to walk away, just he gets to walk away in a jail cell. <laughs> well, his, his greed, though, also uh, foiled yeah. his plan because he he was dead set on getting something from the wreckage, uh, yeah. regardless of you know, like he literally left Peter like to die, or well, not to die, but just dropped him like. You know, I'm not worried about you at this point. He was about to really kill him, but um, but the last moment he saw, oh, he was so Peter was so defenseless. Like if he wanted to kill him right then, 
He really could have. Um, but yeah, he dropped him and went in there to get the uh, get the but get the uh, packs. But also, it sets another it sets another seed in there, Brandon, for Peter Parker's character as being like he his his motivation is not to kill anyone. Like no. he, he he even in even in that in that final battle, he wanted to save uh, Adrian Toomes. He didn't. I don't know if he's thinking of his daughter because that twist that his crush in this movie is actually his daughter, which I thought that was a great a uh, great great twist. Um, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't see it coming. Me personally, the first time I watched it. Uh, how about yourself? No, I don't. I don't recall seeing that coming. I, I mean, he talked about how how he had a family, so you knew they would probably come up. But I didn't see it being her. I, I actually kind of thought maybe it would, if it was going to be anyone, uh, maybe it was going to be the mysterious girl who turns out to be MJ. But you know, because mm-hmm. she was just so mysterious throughout the whole picture. Um, yeah, but you know, she reminded me of. Uh, uh, Zendaya, uh, MJ in this film, she reminded me of uh, Ali Sheedy in uh, in uh, Breakfast Club. You know, she's just a weird girl that actually didn't even have detention, and she just was there. Uh, she just was like weird and just awkward. Um, but also, you can't look away, like, you yeah. just she draws you in, and that's that's what I thought about uh, Zendaya's character in this movie and they kind of changed her like from this one to like uh, Far From Home she's a totally different character in my opinion she's not the same weird weird chick that she was well I mean I think it has a lot to do with her character growing as well Um, Mm. but if we can I like to kind of shift a little bit to the Ned character because I just I just I feel we should give him some love for playing Spider-Man's basically sidekick best friend. Oh, still Ned's an idiot. He's so good. Ned, Ned is an idiot. I like Ned, but Ned, Ned had one job not to tell anyone about Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And the first thing he did is, but well, I guess he's being his wingman, but he said, Peter no Spider-Man. You know, and I'm like, oh, which, yeah. which is a, I would spoil it yeah. too. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I thought about you. Um, but um, but actually, if you think about it, uh, he's not wrong. Because even with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, uh, I can't say this for Andrew Garfield, but for the Tobey Maguire, the whole point of him working for the uh, uh, Daily Bugle, is, I think it's what it was, right? The yeah. Daily Bugle. Um, uh, he... He, because he supposedly is friends with Spider-Man, and so he's able to get like candid pictures of Spider-Man, and yeah. so which that's so dumb. Of course, you should know that he's Spider-Man, but uh, but yeah. So they set it up that you know uh, Tom and Spider-Man's friends, although they never fully play it out. Like you, when Spider-Man shows up in uh, in. Uh, in uh, DC, you don't like even Flash said, "Hey, are you and Peter Parker friends?" He never answers. Uh, but 
don't know. You think it's just a hanging type of thing or what? Yeah, I think it's just a hanging thing. But I also think uh, MJ was figuring him out in this movie. Like, what are you hiding, Peter Parker? <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. think she knew in this movie. But she didn't know for sure. But she was had a pretty good idea that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Just, but, I'm sorry. No, I just... Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to uh, say to you... I'm sorry, I apologize. I was going to say, though, back to what you said is Ned... Uh, no, Ned is actually a really good character. I didn't want to lose that title. That's an ADHD, so I, I interrupt. I apologize, but yeah, Ned, Ned is a uh, Ned is a good character. He is like truly Peter's friend, so that that makes No Way Home even more gutting, you know. So the fact that he he kind of lo- loses his friend, but he but he's still here, but he loses his friend. He chooses to lose his friend. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one, you know. Um, I, I, it, it is gutting, no doubt about it. I mean, to be in Peter's shoes at that point in time, at the end of No Way Home, that just that hurts. You lose everything, everyone. No one knows you. You know, that's 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 crazy to even think about. But yeah, that's gutting. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, give a little shout out to Ned, though. I mean, I just thought he was a very good character in this movie, a very good friend, and just I thought he stole every scene he was in. I loved him. I mean, I, uh, I think he's a better uh, character than uh, James Franco. As a uh, what was it? I can't think of his name now. Uh, um, Osborne, uh, I, I can't think. Can't think of his name. It's, it's escaping me. Uh, yeah, uh, you. I had it, man. Because uh, Osborne, Harry Osborne. Harry, yeah, yeah. Because his dad is um, James Osborne. John Osborne. I'm probably wrong. Uh, he uh, he's he's the uh, freaking goblin. But yeah, I hate it. So James Franco, uh, James Franco, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just not. I never really liked him as Peter's friend. I, I, more I think about it, I'm not really, I wasn't really fond of him in the movie. Um, I like him as an actor. I like him as an actor. I love him in Freaks and Geeks. Uh, uh, I hate watching uh, that one where he stuck with his arm in the cave thing. I, still, I can't watch it ever again. Uh, but yeah, he's not a bad actor. It's just that he doesn't, you're right, he's not the caliber of friend that Ned is. And also, it feels like Ned and Peter's friendship is more realistic. Um, and then I love that Peter feels like a kid. But whereas with Toby uh, and even with Andrew, he, they don't feel like they're kids. You know? Well, I mean, I'm sure they were cast like in their mid-20s as well. I mean, that's back then when they were casting 20-something-year-olds to play kids. You know? I think John Scroll was like 30 when he got cast in Greece. So, I mean, that's crazy. really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Obscure Travolta facts. And Kiefer from Stand By Me was like 28, 29. Mm-hmm. And he was playing a teenager. Uh, he, he said that was just the Hollywood way of doing things. They didn't but, cast the age appropriate to play the age. So, but the kids in Stand By Me were kids, actually. So yeah, yeah those kids, but like Cusack, but, and Kiefer. Yeah, and um, and um, 
they were much older. Uh, Winters, uh, uh, from no, he wasn't in that movie. I was thinking of uh, from Bill and Ted. He wasn't in that movie, right? Alex Winters. No, I don't think so. Because he kind of float floated in it. He was in the other movie with Keeper. He was in uh, Lost, Lost Boys. Boys. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, man. Uh, and and even then, like I said, it's with Scream, they casted uh, everybody that was the main people in Scream. All of them was in their twenties or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, but the yeah. only one that really looks the age in the new one was Jenna Ortega. She looks like she's still a kid, so and she's probably the one, But she's the ex, right? The one that's the next. Yeah. yeah. But she looked like well, she was about 14, 15 in that scream. And that she looks like she's about 20 something. So they did a really well, good job in the scream. You had to be like 20 something for X. Let me tell you that. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, that move. Um, but. Uh, Tell us no, how you really uh, feel about it there. <laughs> but uh, the other lady that's in that movie, um, what's her name? Uh, Amber Freeman. That play Amber Freeman, Mikey Madison. Yeah, uh, Jenna Ortega and then Jasmine Savoy Brown. I felt like all of those were age appropriate. Felt age appropriate uh, for the new screen movie. Um, I just want to throw that out there. The only one that I, I felt wasn't is the dude that played uh, uh, um, Wes. The guy that played Wes from um, oh, yeah. from uh, Two Reasons or whatever. Um, he. This feels like he's older, like he's in his twenties. Because maybe because I've seen him in other stuff when he was younger, I know he's much older. I, sh- I think that's really poor casting, though. Honestly, uh, I think that they probably will- should have went with a different person for that role. Uh, because I'm, I'm familiar with him, and I know that he is older than the rest of those guys in that, yeah. in that movie. But that's just that's just me digressing, though. Um, what else you want to mention about? Uh, Homecoming. Oh, let me mention to this real quick. That scene with Keaton in the car and the and the red light on his face yeah. and then the green light on his face. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to get. Did you get like chills or like like eerie feelings with that with him? Eerie feelings. Yeah, I got eerie feelings with that. Uh, you talking about the scene where he's figuring out that Peter Parker is Spider Man, right? You talking about that particular scene? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's like it's like a, a switch went off, and he had all these. Um, he yeah he yeah, he gave horror vibes in that particular scene, like I'm gonna rip this kid apart, <laughs> like I'm gonna shred him. His daughter Liz pulled a pulled a Brandon Spivey, uh, by like spoiling, yeah. she 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 spoiled who Peter was to her dad. But they didn't even realize that she was doing it. She didn't realize she was giving spoilers. You wasn't even up there, Peter. You wasn't even at the thing, Peter. Oh, you you always running off, Peter, when <laughs> Spider-Man shows up. You know, pretty much. Like, like and Mike was like, really? Okay. Um, but yeah, ooh, that's good. I loved it. Um, oh, uh, before we talk about the next person uh, in this film. Uh, well, before we talk about Tony Stark, that's what I'm wanting to get to. But I want to mention briefly Bo King Woodburn, who's in this movie as Herman Schultz. Uh, he is uh, he's uh, Keaton's right hand man. 
Uh, you know the bald dude, the bald mm-hmm. black dude. Yeah, I know he's, him. he's a legendary actor as far as like being in multiple things. Uh, uh, I remember mainly from Jason's lyric. Uh, he's been a lot of lot of lot of hood movies, but yeah. uh, but he's such a old school actor, man. Uh, and it just was great seeing him. He's an overlord. I forgot that he's an overlord. Um, yeah. I think the first but, time I saw him was in Michael Bay's The Rock with Tony. Yes, he, they worked. He was absolutely, absolutely. I was uh, I've always liked him. I mean, you know, I, that movie surprised me though. That back in back back in the day, because at this point, I don't know if I knew Tony Todd was Candyman or not. <laughs> but but yeah, I just wanted to mention him because I I just loved that that he was like. That he still got work. I don't know if he's still doing much now. I see that he was in Snowfall. I see that he was in Fargo. That he was in the season, I think, with Chris Rock um, in it. Uh, but I, I'm glad just that he's getting work, man. And uh, and uh, also uh, Tim Daly, who played Anne Mar- Marie Hogue, the lady at the very beginning, uh, took the uh, you know confiscated the weapons or whatever. She's uh, was in Cagney. She was in Cagney and Lacey back in the like the eighties. Um, so I knew. I remember her on that show, although I didn't watch that show. Um, but I, I I just like seeing these people, these older actors, um, still getting some love in in movies. Um, Tony Stark. Tony. My new Tony. Uh, do you feel like he was like a father figure to um, yeah, Peter? Yeah. Originally, I thought that I thought Tony was going to be the the Ben Parker, Uncle Ben, kind of role, you know. Hmm. Especially at what happens in Infinity War and then Endgame, I was like, man, that's a big blow for for Peter Parker. Uh, ultimately, that's not the case. Man, Peter's been through some stuff. <laughs> He's been through some stuff, but uh, yeah, I did think he was like the father figure for him. I think he looked at him as a father. Although I don't think Tony really realized it, you, you know, and I thought I think he's starting to pick it up towards the end of the movie, but I didn't. I don't think he really realized how much he gravitated towards Tony early on, you know. I I really don't. But I think the way they wrote these two characters, their bond, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I really, yeah, I, I, I just I, like it. it. Makes me like Tony I, more. Yeah, I see that. Uh... Tony is more like like I think Tony like mentors uh, Peter uh, like he's he takes him he's essentially taking him under his wing yeah. um, and uh, and and adopting him as like a, as a son um, almost you know like like he said something and I caught it this time around watching it he said um, I just want to let you know what you even though you uh, didn't tell us you was going to DC and you showed up and you did that and you helped them. I want to let you know that I'm proud of you. And I, I want to end the cycle because my dad didn't never tell me that he was proud of me. So I want to make sure that I'm telling you that I'm proud of you. Even though that makes it sound like, well, I'm your dad and I want to tell you that I'm proud of you. But it's just that he he looks at him as, as a son. And uh, and so when, when uh, Spider-Man when Peter uh, pretty much, and I got some more things to say about this too. Uh, I think Happy Hogan, 
is to be blamed too because he tried to pass it to him early on and say, hey, they got this tech. Y'all need to take care of it, you know. Um, and he played him off like, don't worry about it, kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, when when he when it, when that boat when that uh, ferry split and you know everything was happening with that, I think that uh, Tony was just more just um, what's that word I'm looking for? Like he's he was let down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. By yeah. Peter, he he felt he was like. I'm ashamed of you. Like I'm ashamed that, that you. That's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't love you. It's that I. I'm ashamed of what you did. You know, like like that. Like as, as a parent would fail if their kid did something stupid. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. I agree with that. Um, it's a. It, it's truly, it's a growing experience. But I also think it's. Um, they were teasing, you know, Iron Man's replacement, who's going to be the leader of the MCU for years to come, at least for Marvel's hopes, it will be Spider-Man. Um, I feel like by the end of Endgame, well, Far From Home, we can see he he is being handpicked to be Tony's replacement. You know, we'll get to that when we get to it, but I really believe this was the early installments of them saying, hey, you're going to I'm mentoring you. You're going to take my place when the time comes. I, I, I totally believe that. And uh, hopefully Sony don't screw it up, which at this point, I feel they've worked out a deal where they're going to keep Tom Holland in the MCU. And they're going to, if they have to, they, they can bring back their original Spider-Man. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's opened up, man. Um, but, I agree. I think that um, thing to do anyway, but Sony's not smart. Most cases, (laughs) in most cases. Um, but I do think that um, like with Tony uh being, you know, hurt by by Peter's actions, um, and Peter then was hurt by Tony's disapproval of what he did. Like he realized he realized what uh what he did and. And when Tony says, "If you if you think that you need the suit to be anything, then you then you don't need it at all. You missed the point of everything." Uh, just a, you know, he's just a kid, and here's a prime example of that he's so impatient. Like he thinks he's pretty much being an afterthought to the Avengers now because he's they're not calling him, they're not testing him back, they're not doing anything. He just wants to do something to help. So if they're not gonna call me, I'm gonna go find something to do. But <laughs> also trouble but i want to piggyback off of what tony said about that because tony knows that himself because he's experienced the not like was in uh in uh iron man 3 didn't really have a suit throughout the whole movie uh through most of the movie he didn't have one he just had to use his own (laughs) inventions or mind or whatever to kind of get through uh, until he was able to get a suit, um, but yeah, so he had to be more without the suit, um, and so I think that he wanted Peter to kind of realize that. That's why you know at that scene where Peter, where uh, uh, the what is his villain? What is Michael Keaton's villain name? The Vulture. Uh, the Vulture. Um, 
so that scene where the vulture, uh, you know, crushes him with the building, like with the roof or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, was like, and Peter was like, you know, trying to fight to get out of it, fight to get out of it. And uh, he just didn't know how to, but he had to dig in and realize, man, I am Spider-Man, not because of the suit, but because of who, who I am. And he he was able to get out of it. Uh, I thought that was uh, a very powerful scene. Um, and I never noticed this. I didn't I didn't realize this that the the whole third act of the movie, the fight scene, he's doing everything in his man made Spider Man outfit and not the one that Tony got for him. And I thought that that was like, I, 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 you know, I didn't think know how I felt about it, but now I feel like it's. Is needed to be done. It needed to be that way. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, clearly, yeah. You know, he needed to to learn and grow and not depend on a suit. You know, so I agree. Um, what did you think of uh, Captain America's cameo? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So I thought that that was. Uh, I thought that was pretty. Fun. I, I love that uh, Chris, uh, Chris was Chris, is it Evans? Yeah, Chris Evans. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's like a billion Chris's. Um, but yeah, Chris Evans. Uh, I love that he uh, was able to poke fun at, at himself, being this straight, straight arrow type of guy and yeah. do these PSAs. I think that was great. I love the end scene where the, the, the last end credit where he's like, <laughs> I like to talk to you all about disappointment, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like you waited for something and it wasn't what you wanted it to be, and yeah. feel disappointed. I thought that was such a great troll, um, and I loved it. Like, uh, yeah, I thought that was great, man. I thought I think it's good that he was able to poke fun at poke fun at himself. So yeah, I also like the fact that gym teacher says we have to show this. He's like a cat. He's like a war criminal now. But it's whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I love that. And I love that Ned was talking through it all. It's like, what's Captain America like? Did you yeah. fight? Who won? I mean, what I mean, he just he kept asking question after question after question. And, and Peter's like, shut up, shut up, stop it. Um I, I, thought, I thought the whole scene was amazing. I I I really got a lot out of it, a lot of entertainment. And then at the end of the credit scene, when He's talking about this. I don't know if he's talking about disappointment. I don't know if it was at that scene, but he's like, "How many more of these I got to do?" <laughs> you know. I, I like, uh, but yeah, uh, oh, man, I loved it. Uh, I think that. Uh, so we can go ahead and kind of get to the end of it. What is the? So oh, I forgot I, to mention one person. Who? Marissa Tomei. Oh, my bad. I Miss know. I was waiting for you. Ooh. Right. You love That's her. It. I was like, why is he not mentioned in there? Man, I think she's excellent as uh, as uh, Aunt May, um, and uh, just just love the whole, you know, like even even Tony kind of was like talking about his hot aunt type of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that was great, man. I um, I was trying to think so because I want to get this is this is going to be connected to the end of it, um, and it and she comes into play. With this, so once uh, Peter fights and wins, he uh, Tony 
pulls him out of school, and uh, and they uh, oh uh, yeah, that, there's so many scenes. Uh, this this scene just popped in my head. The scene where the there's two things. One, Tony wasn't there. It was just like one of his Iron Man suits the first time around. Second time, he says, "Well, I, well, at least you, I, I'm here. You can't even bother to be here." And then, like, guess when Tony appears, like, "No, I'm yeah. here. You know, I'm disappointing you. You know, type of thing." Uh, I love that. But yeah, I, I digress. That's my brain saying, "Hey, mention this real quick." But uh, so the end where Tony is like, "Hey, we we got a whole press out here. We're gonna introduce you to Spider Man, the newest Avenger." Um, you know, here's your new suit. Uh, you ready? And uh, he's like, uh, he's pretty much said, No, I think I need to just, and that's all he wanted throughout the whole movie to be an official Avenger. Uh, yeah. but he's like, No, I think I need to just, just be this friendly neighborhood Spidey for now. Um, and uh, and he is doing that, I guess he's gonna have to do that. Um, but um, uh, that's, but then, like, you know, he leaves, and obviously Gwen and Patrick comes out, and they're going to announce they're getting married, I guess. I don't know. But then... Did you know that she didn't even remember being in this movie? Was she drunk? Why did she forget it? Did she have drug issues? I don't know. She's like, I was in Spider-Man? I don't remember that. Oh, wow. <laughs> she said it on one of the talk shows. I think they were promoting Endgame. And he just, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, I think. I'm not 100% sure. And it's like, he was asking about being part of Homecoming. It's like, I don't recall being in that movie. He said, yeah, you were in, in the very end, you know, with Happy. They were going to introduce Spider-Man to, as a new Avenger. So I don't recall. Are you being serious? He's like, yeah, I don't recall. I do so much work, I don't recall. Oh, wow. It's just a paycheck to her, I guess. But uh, it is. Uh, but yeah, that scene where uh, Tony leaves uh, leaves him his new Spidey suit. Uh, well, it's his Spidey suit, I guess. Uh, and he puts it on, and uh, the camera pans, and you see Aunt May in the corner behind him, and she says, "What the?" And then it cuts, hard cuts like the song. Uh, wow, just like. So Aunt May knows that he's Spider-Man. I love it. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, see, I wasn't on board with Marissa Tomei as Aunt May until, like, the f- No Way Home. That really hit me. But I am I have a spot, a soft spot for the original Aunt May in the original Tobey Maguire movies. I, I love her. I just... That's Aunt May when I think Aunt May. But knowing they're in different universes... I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I thought rewatching it, it was a fun, it was a fun uh, scene, especially a fun way to end the movie. Um, I thought the whole movie was a lot of fun, though. Um, but it was a big deal for Aunt May to know Peter Parker is Spider-Man now, though, because she's like, I remember one scene she saw on the news, like, you see that, you you walk away, <laughs> you know, you just walk away. And uh, I thought it was a fun scene. I really did. Um, I, in a way, I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad that she knows because the original didn't know. He kept it. He kept it from. He tried to keep it from everyone, and Peter just can't keep it from anyone. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's 
It's the opposite. He just can't keep the secret. Yeah. Um, sorry for the noise in the background. Man. It's just a kid. But anyway, um, so we can go ahead and give our marks uh, for this movie. Um, if you, unless you have anything else to add. No, nah, nah, I'm good. Um, you want me to go first or you? You go ahead. All right, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 on the markout meter. Uh, hmm. Is that a little high for you? Or no, that's low? good. No, that's good. <laughs> no, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was very entertaining. It was a great uh, first entry into the MCU for Spider-Man. Really first, his first movie. So I, I thought it was really good. Um, it, it checked off everything it needed to check off. It had a really good villain. Uh, it had good side characters. It had a good story. Uh, so I was... I'm a huge fan of this movie. All right. Um, I'm going to give it four, uh, four out of five as well. Um, I didn't know what grade I was going to give it until you gave it that. So I'm copying you. Uh, I gave it a uh, 4.5. All right. Well, 4.5 as well. Boom. Uh, I'm giving it that. <laughs> I'm giving it that as well uh, because uh, I, I still feel like it's, it, like you said, it's a great entry into the. Uh, uh, film uh and it's it, well, the series for him it's not his it's his first official movie yeah um, but um i think that it sets up everything you know like and you, we know that at this point the ball is rolling uh yeah. when it comes to like everything because like next week is like i want to say it's uh is a doctor Str- yeah doctor strange which yeah doctor strange I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that one um yeah, I'm not either. Cause, all right, because I will go ahead and say this now. Um, I, I just feel like Doctor Strange. So the more I think about the new Doctor Strange movie, the more I feel let down by it. Because uh, it's just not as, man, it's, he, I, I would say he's one of the weakest out of all the Marvel characters, like, like as far as being compelling. Uh, yeah, and he's really powerful too, so it's crazy. But he, uh, it's just that it's, he's pretty weak, man. Uh, it's like you talking about the first movie or the second movie. The first movie, it just be, but, but uh, uh, no, the sec- I'm talking about because of the second movie. I just uh, felt like now overall that character isn't as compelling as I, as, as he I was. Like, I like the second movie better, but I do agree that overall his films. They're very, they're kind of weak, you know, and he's not a weak character by any means, but I feel he works better with the team than he does solo. Uh, That's just how I take it. I don't know how anyone else takes it, but that's just my opinion. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I didn't really like it when I first saw it. I I don't know if I went back and watched it or not. Um, Yeah, I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Um, that's why I'm. That's why I'm happy that you didn't watch it because you know now we can just watch it and suffer together. No, uh, but maybe we'll really like it this time, though. Maybe. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to Thor Ragnarok, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, obviously Ant Man and the Wasp. And but you know, I know that I'm getting closer and closer to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, huh? Getting close to Tony's. Final moments. Yeah. And so uh, let me tell you the way, uh, so real quick, the way it goes on Disney 
plus after so it's this isn't taking into consideration no way home uh, uh far from home and no way home so you have to tell me where it will land in this uh but after Endgame on Disney Plus it has Loki, What If, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Shang Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, and that's it. So I would say uh No Way Home, uh, Far From Home is probably somewhere between It was the first movie after Endgame. I don't right, know exactly so... where Loki's taking place because you know I don't so what we'll, we'll, what we'll end up having to do, uh, gentlemen, uh, people, uh, we're talking, we're talking, we're showing you inside thoughts on how we do, but, but we'll probably end up, uh, if y'all disagree, please let us know in the comments on our Facebook page uh, for this post or whatever, um, or on our YouTube channel, just let us know, or, you know, anywhere else you can comment. What do, do we need to watch uh, no, uh, Far From Home immediately at the end game? I'm thinking so. I think to get the point of it, it has to follow immediately at the end game. And then we can continue on with Loki or what else after that. You agree? That sounds good to me. All I right. think you would get it was it would I like I said, I don't know what Loki's story is, but I know the story of Far From Home is is the after effects of Endgame. You know, losing mm-hmm. Iron, a life without Iron Man. So, uh, I know that was the first movie after Endgame, so. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's it for the, this podcast episode today. We thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, oh, wait. I'll, oh, you forgot Best heroes, best villains. Oh, my bad. Um, thank you, Brandon. Uh, let's see. Best heroes, best villains. So far, best heroes. Still gonna give it a cap uh, because of his his funny PSA commercials even sold it more for me. I loved it. Uh, and then best villain uh, at this point, uh, still say Killmonger. Killmonger still the best villain um, at this point. Uh, I would say folk uh, Vulcan. Vulture, but I don't think that he is. I think he had great motivation, but I don't think he's still the best. I think Killmonger is by far the better villain. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree with both uh, Killmonger and Cap. But by the time we get to No Way Home, I think it's going to be neck and neck between Cap and Spidey. I I really do because I how can you not feel yeah. for Peter Parker? At that point, everything he's been through. Uh, but right now, I would say Captain America's the best hero, and the best villains right now is Killmonger. Still, I, I like Vulture. I thought he was a he's a solid villain. Um, I would probably put him in my top five. I don't I don't think he's quite up there yet. Right. I don't know if we'll ever see him again in the MCU, but I know he will be part of Sony's plans. But uh, I look forward. To seeing him again, though, in a bigger role, you know, whenever that happens. Maybe the well, six, I don't know. Well, in like the now. meantime, <laughs> all right. Well, in the meantime and in between time, we thank you for marking that with us here on the Mark That Movie Podcast. Uh, 
Thank you for subscribing, liking, sharing. So right now on YouTube, uh, we have, uh, let's see. And I want to see if y'all can help out. Because on YouTube channel, on our YouTube channel, we have 210 subscribers. Let's get it. Let's get it up to 500. Let's do it. And then from there, let's get to 1,000. The goal is, that's my goal, man. So we can get to that point where we get a million subscribers. We get a, we get, we get some more YouTube stuff happening. So that's great. Say a million. Did he just say a million? Oh, it's going to happen one day. Slowly but surely. It's going to just take one day. I'll tell you what, whenever we interview the rock, for the gonna, skies, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever we interview the rock or Ric Flair or something. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes, if you will. When shooting for the skies also Dusty, but I wasn't trying to do the Dusty voice for that one. You're weird, Brandon. Uh, but I love you. Well, you are all shooting right. for the sky here. Yeah. But all right. Uh Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spotty. He forgot his name. We are the Park Out Movie Podcasters. We thank you for marking out with us here. We uh, we'll catch you next week. Um, stay fresh. I don't know. He needs to stop talking.